Our service begins on page three of the Book of Common Prayer. O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me and bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy dwelling. Continuing on page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. For the Venite, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. The psalm appointed for this morning is Psalm 35, which begins on page 381. Lead thou my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me, and fight thou against them that fight against me. Lay hand upon the shield and buckler, and stand up to help me. Bring forth the spear, and stop the way against them that pursue me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. Let them be confounded, and put to shame, that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back, and brought to confusion, that imagine. Let them be as the dust before the wind, and the angel of the Lord scattering them. Let their way be dark and slippery, and let the angel of the Lord pursue them. For they have privily laid their net to destroy me without a cause. Yea, even without a cause, they have made a pit for my soul. Let a sudden destruction come upon him unawares, and his net that he hath laid privily catch himself, that he may fall into his own mischief. For my soul shall be joyful in the Lord, it shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones shall say, Lord, who is like unto thee, who deliverest the poor from him that is too strong for him? Yea, the poor, and him that is in misery, from him that spoileth him. False witnesses did rise up. They laid to my charge things I knew not. They rewarded me evil for good, to the great discomfort of my soul. Nevertheless, when they were sick, I put on sackcloth and humbled my soul with fasting. My prayer shall turn into mine own bosom. I behaved myself as though it had been my friend or my or brother. I went heavily as one that mourneth for his mother. 
But in mine adversity they rejoiced, and gathered themselves together. Yea, the very abjects came together against me unawares, making mouths at me and ceased not. With the flatterers were busy markers, who gnashed upon me with their teeth. Lord, how long wilt thou look upon this? O deliver my soul from the calamities which they bring on me, and my darling from the lions. So will I give thee thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. But let not them that are mine enemies triumph over me ungodly. Neither let them wink with their eyes that hate me without a cause. And why? Their communing is not for peace, but they imagine deceitful words against them that are quiet in the land. They gaped upon me with their mouths and said, Fie on thee, fie on thee, we saw it with our eyes. This thou hast seen, O Lord. Hold not thy tongue then. Go not far from me, O Lord. Awake and stand up to judge my quarrel. Avenge thou my cause, my God and my Lord. Judge me, O Lord, my God, according to thy righteousness, and let them not triumph over me. Let them not say in their hearts, There, there, though we would we have it, neither let them say, We have devoured him. Let them be put to confusion and shame together, that rejoice at my trouble. Let them be clothed with rebuke and dishonor, that boast themselves against me. Let them be glad and rejoice, that favor my righteous dealing. Yea, let them say alway, Blessed be the Lord, who hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And as for my tongue, it shall be talking of thy righteousness, and of thy praise all the day long. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the host. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 22nd chapter, the second book of Kings. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jedidiah, the daughter of Adiah of Bozkath. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in all the ways of his father, David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. Now it came to pass in the 18th year of King Josiah that the king sent Shaphan, the scribe, the son of Azaliah, the son of Meshulam, to the house of the Lord and to the house of the Lord, which the doorkeepers have gathered from the temple or from the people. And let them deliver it into the hand of those doing the work who are the overseers in the house of the Lord. Let them give it to those who are in the house of the Lord doing the work to repair the damages of the house, to the carpenters and build, builders and masons, and to buy timber and hewn stone to repair the house. However, there need be no accounting made with them of the money delivered into their hand because they deal faithfully. Then Hilkiah Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. So Shaphan the scribe went to the king, bringing the king word, saying, Your servants have gathered the money that was found in the house, and have delivered it into the hand of those who do the work, who oversee the house of the Lord. Then Shaphan the scribe, the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. Now it happened, when the king heard the words of the book of the law, that he tore his clothes. <clears throat> Ahikam the son of Shephon, Akbor the son of Micaiah, 
Shaphan the scribe, and Isaiah the servant of the king, saying, Go, inquire of the Lord for me, for the people and for all Judah, concerning the words of this book that has been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is aroused against us, because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book, to do according to all that is written concerning us. So Hilkiah the priest, Ahikam, Akbor, Shaphan, and Isaiah went to Huldah the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tikvah, the son of Harhas, keeper of the wardrobe. She dwelt in Jerusalem in the second quarter, and they spoke with her. Then she said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Tell the man who sent you to me. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring calamity on this place and on its inhabitants. All the words of the book which the king of Judah has read, because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath shall be aroused against this place and shall But as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, in this manner you shall speak to him. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, concerning the words which you have heard, because your heart was tender, and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants that they would become a desolation and a curse. And you tore your clothes and wept before me. I also have heard you, says the Lord. Surely, therefore, I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace. And your eyes shall not see all the calamity which I will bring. So they brought back the word to the king. Here ends the first lesson. Gather the benedictus. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the third epistle of John. The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. For I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Beloved, you do faithfully wherever you do, whatever you do for the brethren and for strangers, who have borne witness of your love before the church. If you send them forward on their journey in a manner worthy of God, you will do well, because they went forth for his name's sake, taking nothing from the Gentiles. We therefore ought to receive such that we may become fellow workers for the truth. I wrote to the church, to Diotrephes, who loves <clears throat> to have the preeminence among them, does not receive us. Therefore, if I come, I will which he does, part prating against us with malicious words, and not content with that, he himself does not receive the brethren and forbids those who wish 
who wish to, putting them out of the church. Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. He who does good is of God, but he who does evil has not seen God. Demetrius has a good testimony from all, and from the truth itself, and we also bear witness, and you know that our testimony is true. I had many things to write, but I do not wish to write to you with pen and ink, but I hope to see you shortly, and we shall speak face to face. Peace to you, our friends greet you. Greet the friends by name. Here endeth the second lesson. Together the Benedictus. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant. Perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. Give knowledge of salvation for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we beseech thee to keep thy household, the church, in continual godliness that through thy protection it may be free from all adversities, and devoutly given to serve thee in good works, to the glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, 
through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. Today is Veterans Day when all Europeans and the British Commonwealth remember the peace of 1918 and the war to end all wars. Since that time, Remembrance Day has come to be observed to remember all their fallen military dead. In the American Civil Society on Veterans Day, we remember all those who served in the military, including those like my parents who came home alive. But our prayer book does not have a prayer to remember these men and women for their service. So I commend today Veterans Day for your civil observance and turn instead to our Bible readings. But first, I need to make apologies for my, my faux pas, major mistake this morning. Carl just read chapter 22, which is what I put in the chat bar, and it is the account of the last good king of Judah, Josiah, which was last year's reading for the second, for the Saturday after the 22nd Sunday in the Trinity. However, our St. Matthew's lectionary this year lists the 20th chapter, not the 22nd, which is what I wrote my meditation about. So that's what I'm going to be talking about. So please bear with me. Um, both our Old Testament and New Testament lessons today are connected to yesterday. So I'll discuss the readings that we just heard, that we should have heard, not for my mistake, uh, in the context of yesterday's readings and the broader history of God's people. First, let's go to Hezekiah, which was the subject of Thursday and Friday's reading and would have been the subject of today's reading. We first met Hezekiah on Thursday in 2 Kings 18, when at age 25, he began his 29-year reign over Judah, the southern kingdom. That passage unambiguously did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father David had done. After the death of Solomon and the division of the tribes of Israel, all of the kings of the northern kingdom did evil in the sight of the Lord. They differed only in that a few, such as Ahab, were legendary for their wickedness. Meanwhile, Hezekiah is one of the four completely obedient kings of Judah, Asa, Jehoshaphat before him, and Josiah, who we just heard about this morning, after him. The 17th chapter of, of 2 Kings describes Hezekiah's good works by finally destroying the idols that had been retained by generations of his predecessor. Perhaps more importantly, as Deacon Bob reminded us yesterday, Hezekiah is a rare example of one of David's successors who did what David had done. Like David, Hezekiah trusts in God, makes supplication to God, places his troubles before him, and his prayers are answered. This was the pattern of David, but by this point it's been long forgotten. Today we meet also meet Isaiah, author of the great book of Messianic prophecies we'll be hearing next month during Advent. The encounter in this chapter is how we can accurately date when Isaiah lived and preached his message of repentance and hope to the Israelites. Isaiah also shows his, shows his direct conversation with God by the miracle of making the sundial clock go backwards. Alas, as Isaiah tells Hezekiah, the Babylonian captivity is coming, as it turns out a little over a hundred years from his death. His son and grandson will do evil in the sight of the Lord, while his great-grandson Josiah, who we heard about this morning, will be the last good king in the house of David until the coming of the King of Kings, some seven centuries after Hezekiah's death. 
But while Hezekiah lived less than 60 years, his good example continues. As Deacon Bob pointed out yes, Hezekiah took his problems to the Lord first, rather than trying to self solve them on his own or with secular means, and only praying when that failed. Moving on to our New Testament, today Carl read the shortest book of the Bible, the third epistle of James. It's one of the five Johannine books in the New Testament. From the second century through the 18th century, all five were attributed to the manner prayer book calls St. John, Apostle and Evangelist. He is the disciple who Jesus loved. With his brother James, they are termed sons of thunder for their tempers, and with Peter, the three apostles of Jesus' inner circle. He's the only apostle not martyred and the last to die, variously estimated at 98 or 100 AD, somewhere in his 90s. We and other liturgical Christians remember him on his feast day on December 27th, the third day of Christmas. John's third epistle is similar in style and the second shortest book of the Bible, which we heard yesterday. Both, both are from the elder, which is why the eldest, the earliest date of the letter is between 60 and 70 AD, when he would have been in his 50s and after many of the apostles have already been martyred. The two epistles end with similar farewells. All three of John's epistles are dealing with what one commentary calls the outbreak of conflict and schism in a particular network of churches. Yesterday the topic was explicitly false teaching, while today the focus is on interpersonal conflict. Third John warns his readers against Diotrephes, whose name means nourished by Zeus. He warns against his malicious words, his tendencies toward self-promotion, and his efforts to exclude others from the church. Meanwhile, he commends the generosity of Gaius and the sound doctrine of Demetrius. As with 2 John, he encourages Christians to walk according to the teachings they have received and demonstrate by their actions the joy and love that Christians have been taught. So more than 1900 years later, the Christian life is still the same. We know what we are called to do, and we cannot allow contrary influences outside the church or dissension inside the church to distract us from that. We now continue morning prayer with page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, and the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, 
Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. O Heavenly Father, Thou understandest all thy children. Through thy gift of faith, we bring our perplexities to the light of thy wisdom and receive the blessed encouragement of thy sympathy and a clearer knowledge of thy will. Glory to thee for all thy gracious gifts. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Britt and Carl, as always, for making Saturday morning possible. Good Veterans Day. Sorry, Thank you. you. In the Excel file. Still. It's my mistake. Have a... Don't worry. About it. <laughs> Have a good day, everybody. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Okay.